Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Monday evening, 7 o'clock p.m. sharp. Uh, we're so glad to have you back uh, this week. I hope you are doing okay. I mean, especially here in the, uh, what do we call, North America uh, there's a lot happening with weather. It is not warm. Uh, it is cold. Um, but we're doing the best that we can to make sure that we get through this thing. My name is Andre. I'm both host and founder of BSTL. And what does it stand for? It stands for building something that lasts. So that today I want to talk um, a little bit about servant leadership. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, using a story. And I hope you don't mind. I did mention it in season one. And so we're actually going to do it today. It won't be the last time, I promise you. And I promise you, there is no desire to change or challenge anybody's religious um, background. But the Bible is loaded with a bunch of really great stories. And I do read the Bible all the time. And I want to share it with you um, from this perspective. And I don't know, maybe in sharing it this way, some of you guys might pick it up and look at it for leadership um, lessons and so on and so forth. But that's what I'm going to do today. So I want to talk a little bit about Moses and Miriam. Okay, Uh, if you don't know about them, that's okay. I'm going to tell you where you can find the story. Exodus chapter two. Um, I hope that you'll go and look at the story, and for those that believe in God, this is a great story to look at, and for those of you that don't believe in him, uh, this is a great story for you to look at. So part of what I want to have as as we talk about this um, today is just this idea of could you train your boss? Now, I know that you don't love the word boss, but I'm using it with intentionality. Um, Could you train somebody who will ultimately, um, you will have to kind of like be led by them? Could you do that? And the reason why I'm having this conversation today is, I mean, in the world that we live in, it is extremely competitive. Uh, Most times we are taught uh, to look out for ourselves. Uh, When you go to university, college, wherever, prep school, private school, Uh, Generally, the moment you get there, you are competing with the brightest and the best, and the hope is that you will become the person that will be on the podium. But from a leadership perspective, I want to challenge that um, because I think that there are enough stories in books, short stories, novels, um, leadership books, where we don't talk about this enough, and that is that, uh, look, Whether you're on the podium or not, that may not necessarily be the most important thing. I think, um, however, the thing that may matter the most is what happens uh, when you are called to teach somebody and mentor somebody, and even though you do it very well, ultimately, you don't necessarily get the corner office. You know, you don't get the accolades But you know and I know that if it were not for your mentorship and your leadership and your compassion towards uh, somebody that you may have had to sit with for two to three weeks, they're a new employee at the work, the reality is they may not have been able to do as well. And do you have enough energy? Do you have enough humility to do that several more times before you begin to say to yourself, I should be the manager, I should be the director, I should be the VP of operation, I should be the CFO, the CEO, whatever. 
How many times do you think you'd be able to do that before you begin to become frustrated and say to yourself, enough is enough. If they want somebody else to train that individual, they'll have to do that for themselves. So, of course, um, I'm, I'm applying some leadership principles here as I'm thinking about Moses and Miriam. And, and of course, uh, to those of you that know the story, you know that it would, it, look, he almost lost his life. There's a decree that goes out. And basically, boys under the year, the age of two years old, they are supposed to be killed, etc. You know, Miriam and her uh, her mother, they have a different plan. They put this baby in the basket and they put him down the river Nile. And he is now found by the Pharaoh's daughter. And when she opens it up, you know, basically Miriam, who is looking for him and at him from a distance, she says to Miriam, look, Take the boy to one of the Hebrew individuals and you guys can take care of him initially. And then, you know, she comes back to get him. Now, the reason why this is so important is for this one particular reason. Miriam uh, clearly follows instructions. Uh, She knows what to do. She knows how to speak. She knows how to position herself in such a way where she is now able to influence whether or not this Pharaoh's wife is going to take this baby boy and either kill him or let him grow up to be whatever. We don't know yet, right? Um, But the reality is, I want to challenge us on, on this conversation. Like, could you really train multiple people to become CEOs and all of the different titles at the expense of your own personal uh, promotion? And maybe the reason why I want to talk about this today is if we actually saw leadership as this combined thing where we all benefit from a really good leader, then I wonder if it would change the way that we teach people how to lead, right? So at the end of the day, we we already know there are some other challenges here based on context and culture. We know that um, as a result of Miriam being a woman, it's not going to be that easy for her to become the head of this uh, organization we call Egypt. We know that. Um, But the reality is, I think it takes tremendous courage for leaders to be able to say to themselves, even though I may never get to the level that that person is going, I have no problem and, and I lose nothing by teaching them how to do everything that, I won't be able to do because I'm not necessarily going to be equipped for it. Now, here's the other thing, and, and I think people struggle sometimes, right? And and, w- and when I say struggle, uh, there are a lot of people that go away to school to study different things, and when they arrive there, they do extremely well. And because of their GPA or their, their, their summer um, internship, they you know, somebody says that person is going to be a tremendous leader after a while because they demonstrate that they have some things about them that we could really use within our organization. But the challenge is, is that getting a 4.0 on your grade point average doesn't necessarily mean that you'll make a great CEO or a great CFO or a great manager or a great supervisor or a great team lead, whatever. All it means is that you've really learned how to regurgitate the information that is given to you um, on the test. Now, let me tell you where the struggle is for me. The struggle that I have in this conversation that we're having right now is that because we often go based on education, 
primarily, uh, or at least here in the Western world, and then, of course, experience, I think that we have overlooked a lot of leaders who would have been tremendous for our organization, except for the fact that we have this ongoing process for how we decide who's going to be uh, a person that gets to lead, who gets to manage, who gets to supervise, who gets to be the director. And the challenge is, is that we often give um, this pressure um, for people to f- uh, perform well because they have done well academically. They have done well in the internship. And here's what I think in part, and we're not talking about burnout so much today, is that we have a cultural uh, spin on how we lead and how we hire to the point where somebody who's ex- extremely bright, intelligent, they could do a lot of things, but they don't want to lead, we often force them into leadership based on that GPA and based on that internship. We watch them and we say to ourselves, well, you know, this person's going to be really good at it, but here's the reality. Without uh, Miriam, you may not have a Moses, right? And that's the reality. Without Miriam, uh, Miriam's mom, you, you may not have a Moses. And so the reality is, is that Uh, Moses, to some degree, even before he gets into the Pharaoh's home, uh, he is mentored and trained and developed by individuals who we often don't necessarily hear their names. They're not uh, front and center because at the end of the the day, somebody has decided it's going to be a man, it's going to be this guy, he's got the best of education, but we often overlook the ones who have trained them. So let me backtrack so that I don't sound like I'm stumbling over my words. What I'm saying to you is, is that Miriam probably would have done just as well because both of them come out of the same household. Now, I know that God had his own plans, right? And I get that, and I'm okay with the decisions that he makes. But what I want us to really highlight and focus on uh, on, in our conversation today is, What happens when your function within the organization is only one of mentorship, only one of training and developing people to become the figurehead and the the spaces within the organization when you're the one that is constantly developing them? Now, don't make it seem like this is far off, right? I mean, uh, if we were even to talk about what happens here in the city of Toronto, Um, A lot of immigrant labor, they came to Toronto because somebody brought them uh, there from various places in the Caribbean, in the the Philippines, and some other places, lots of other places. I don't want to get locked into the the location, but the reality is they moved in uh, to a lot of homes and took care of of a lot of people's childrens and made sh- children and made sure that those children did well. They helped to cook and feed them and make sure that their homework was done. We're talking about nannies and so forth. And the reality is a lot of these children who were trained and developed by people from the third world country, they didn't necessarily get the same opportunity to which they prepared those young children who have now become some of the world's best lawyers and doctors and business uh, gurus. They're intelligent people, um, but their parents were not necessarily involved in the training and development of those children. 
And so I come back to the question again, right? Because when we're talking about building something that lasts, one of the conversations, one of the questions that we have to be okay with, and this may not be for everyone, but we we have to be okay with it is, look, can you, could you, will you be the type of person that will develop the skills and abilities of those who may be older and or younger than you to one day become your boss, your, your manager, your, your CFO? Could you do it? And maybe what I'm saying today is, is that I think that more of us need to have that kind of posture. Because here's the thing. Let's just say that you are smart enough, whether you are male or female, you are smart enough uh, to do the job and do it well. What happens when you sit there and you realize it's not just knowing about the job, it's also having the ability to take the weight that that job covers off on. And let me just say this out loud. Even if you disagree with me, I'm okay with it. Burnout, I think, happens a lot for people who are occupying specific uh, functions in work um, because they have the mind for it, but they don't have uh, the, the, the fortitude behind it. So they can give you all the answers offline, but when it comes to now the presentation that has to happen in front of your, your, your colleagues and your friends in the organization, when it comes now down for you to roll out the quarterly, the annual presentation so that people are clear about where the organization is going, you may not be able to do that. Are you able to take ridicule? Because here's the thing. Whenever you become a leader, people are going to be gunning for you. They are not necessarily going to agree with how you do what you do. They're not going to agree with what it is that you have in mind. And so the, 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 the truth is, is that day by day, as you sit in this position that you are um, smart enough for, but you're not built for, the reality is you may do more harm than good because while you may have been a better trainer, you wouldn't necessarily make a better manager. So here's the other thing, right? And of course, we're not going through the entire life of Moses, but I just want you uh, to consider this for a moment. As Moses grows up and at some point in their history, uh, God uh, releases them from Egypt, Miriam gets to leave because she's part of the training and development that has happened to Moses. Like, I want you to just think about that for a moment, right? So her name may never go on the plaque, right? People may not know that she may have taught him how to memorize things or maybe taught him how to read certain things in a certain kind of way. She may have also helped him in his critical thinking skills, but at the end of the day, in history, nobody's talking about Miriam the way that they are talking about Moses. And again, I'm saying this again, maybe to be redundant, but I'm challenging us because just as Moses would have had the ability to think well and thrive um, in this Egyptian culture, and even though his sister Miriam has taught him a lot of different things, the reality is He's built not just with mind, but also his demeanor, his, his countenance, his ability to now troubleshoot a lot of things. That's what he's built for. But in order for him to get there, he has to be trained and mentored by somebody who has to be okay 
with him being the face of the nation when no one will really remember who they are. And maybe this is what I'm challenging us on this evening, on this Monday evening, early in this year. And we're going to be talking a lot uh, this year um, through BSTL about what it takes to be a leader, you know, courage, integrity, uh, fortitude, all of these different things. And there'll be a lot more that we will discuss as we have these varying conversations. I'm saying to you, uh, to those of us that lead, don't be intimidated because somebody is already uh, developing or demonstrating the fact that one of these days they are, you are going to be accountable to them. You are going to have to be, um, you know, their understudy, whatever that looks like. Like, I, I think that it's okay because at the end of the day, if they do what they're supposed to do well, it also improves the overall um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Quality, health. That's what I wanted to say. It improves the overall health of the environment. But in order for that to happen, those that train and develop have to be okay with at some point stepping out of the way to ensure that the right leader is there at the right time to ensure that the right things happen. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be an easy walk or a cakewalk, but what it means is it's not just information, it's not just education, it's not just experience, but it's having the right man and or woman to perform a specific task for that season. And here's the thing. If we are humble enough to help people move further and beyond where we may ultimately end up, it improves the quality of the overall workplace. And here's the thing. We've seen it before. We've seen it in the corporate world where somebody gets the job because they're brighter and they're smarter or they come from a specific pedigree and so people just kind of open the door for them. And when they walk through the door, we have seen the damage that they have done because the reality is what you read in a book does not always translate uh, into what happens in the day-to-day -day job. And so here's what happens because nobody has the courage to pull the plug on the leader that's smart enough but not built for that specific job. It's now been 10 years that they've been leading a specific thing and they're not going to quit because Who's going to admit that, you know, I, I graduated at the top of my class, but this is not for me? Who's going to actually do that? Very few people are going to do that. But here's the thing. While that person is leading and giving direction to the overall organization, they're really making a mess of it, not because they're not smart enough, but because they're not built for that particular job. I hope you're hearing me. I'm not saying that this is for everyone, but what I am saying is that this is for some of you that are out there that are discouraged because you're saying to yourself, I can't continue to train people and the organization keeps um, looking beyond me for the promotion because I've seen it time and time again where individuals have been promoted because they're smart enough, they're great educators, they're great at communicating things, but they don't 
know how to pull the trigger. And what's pulling the trigger? They don't make the greatest decisions when the rubber hits the wall. And that's part of being a leader. It's not just knowing stuff. It's also having the ability to say, okay, I know that it doesn't sound like a popular thing that I'm about to do here, but I hope that I have enough currency that you all will follow me within this decision because this is the right decision. And I know that there's somebody out there that's listening tonight that says, look, no leader should make a decision on their own. Well, can I just tell you the truth? Every now and then, great leaders have to make a difficult decision that maybe nobody really agrees with, but after a while, you can see the, the, the reason why they've decided to go in that direction, even though it's not the popular way. And so maybe what I'm saying is, yes, education is important. Yes, experience is important. Yes, uh, understanding who's working where and networking, all those things are important. I agree with you 100%. But here's what I want to leave with you as we shut this thing down for today. I think that it's important that we develop as leaders an environment that encourages people to train and develop individuals who they may one day be accountable to because they've surpassed them. And surpass is such a relative word. Sure, they're making more money than you are. Sure, they get to go on more trips than you are. Sure, people clap for them and give them a standing ovation. But guess what? Without you, there's no them. And without them, there's no you. So if you look at the big picture and say to yourself, look, Everyone benefits by pushing Moses up. And it's not a genderized thing. In this particular thing, it's a God thing. And so if you trust that your manager, your boss, your direct report knows what they're doing and they say to you, look, you would do better to develop and train uh, the leadership of tomorrow, I think more of our organizations would be a healthier space because we're not looking for the 4.0 We're looking for the package. And sometimes in order to get to the package, we lose out when we promote individuals who are doing well in what they are doing because we don't want to hurt feelings. Thanks for listening. If you've got any questions, again, bstlinc21 at gmail.com. This is a great conversation because guess what? Nobody really wants to keep training people who will ultimately be the individuals that they report to. But I actually think that there's a level of humility and it's partly uh, connected to this thing that we call servant leadership, that you're okay stepping aside to make space for somebody who can take what you've taught them and do better with it because they've got the secret sauce. Take care. See you all next time. Make sure that you like, comment, and share. And if if you've been listening to this on uh, LinkedIn, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. This one right here is a hard conversation for us as leaders. But I think if we take in some of what has been said here, we may actually add to the overall health of the environment. Because mentors, we can't do without them. Leaders, we can't do without them. But if you're not built to be the face that makes those hard decisions, then be all right continuing to train because that takes leadership also. Take care until next time. Andre Anderson, building something that lasts.